Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team, or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Christy Lee, hi. Hey, Juliet. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. I'm loving this topic. I love this whole sort of idea. It's not your responsibility. <laughs> is the topic for this podcast. It feels like sometimes I get on a bit of a rant about this kind of thing when yes. I'm working with clients. I'm like, why are you worried about that? That's not your responsibility. So yes. I will try not to get ranty today. <laughs> so tell me, what are they raising with you when you're saying this? Oh, um, everything. Often yes. I get a lot of businesses that are, oh, I want to treat them like my family and I want to look after them and I'm yes. worried that they're not going to have enough money for it, for this or for that. Or if, you know, if they yes. lose their job here, they're going to lose their house, all yep. the things. And certainly, you know, are they happy at work? Are they happy in their life? Am I giving them everything that they possibly need in their careers in this one workplace or I can't give them the progression so it, it touches so many different areas, but it's mm. this sense of responsibility for our people, which, you know, I certainly understand. And I, I applaud business owners that really do take this seriously. However, we can't be responsible for them. They are their own person. Absolutely. And I think it is, it's so interesting how much we, we take on or, or business owners particularly, but often leaders, um, take on in terms of responsibility I see it quite often in terms of um, career you mm. know and I have to say to people actually their career is their responsibility you can as you say our responsibility as leaders is to provide an environment for people to thrive and to do their best and to grow exactly um, and for people we to can't... walk out of our businesses better than they walked in yes yeah and I think look I do think sometimes we we miss the mark a bit. I see plenty of businesses where people come to work, go home, and no one ever connects them with the bigger picture. Mm. And I think, you know, as human beings, we want to, A, be part of something bigger than ourselves, mm. and, B, we want to grow and progress. I think that they're both really normal responses. Yes. And if we as leaders don't give people the opportunity to do that, um, then I think it's very hard for them to take responsibility for yeah. their own growth. Um, but we we don't have to own their growth. We just have to own the environment in which they can grow, I think. Precisely. I think this is where people get caught up, this feeling like they, they are responsible for everything that happens to these people in their business, and that's that's purely not not the case our job is yes. to create workplaces that are of course safe psychologically and physically workplaces that provide people with opportunities where possible workplaces that give people space to thrive but our yeah. job is not to create that pathway for them and I think the trap I see so many business owners fall into is trying to create jobs that don't exist in their businesses purely mm. to keep people or to keep people happy or to give them the career path that they want 
they do this sometimes at the detriment of the business. And whilst it's lovely and obviously they're very nice people, it's just <laughs> bonkers for business. Yes. But, and isn't that interesting? Because it's not in the higher interest of the business. Absolutely not. But, mm. Yeah. So it might work for one or two people who are vocal in different ways. Mm but it's not working at a higher level and it certainly doesn't work for the leader because the leader is responsible for the bigger picture. Yes, yeah, exactly. In fact, I was on a call with someone just this week and they were trying to map out a, a problem with one of their, not a problem, but a scheduling challenge effectively and they were they sent me a message to say, yep, so I, I think they'll want this, I think they'll want that, and I respond with, great what do you want? What's best for the business? Because yes. they were so caught up in trying to make this really complex situation work for one individual right. that not only was it not great for the business, it was going to put extra pressure on other team members in, in this particular business. Mm, and yep. ultimately then that pressure feeds upwards, doesn't it, to the leader. So it was all, you know, circling around one person. And I see this happen a lot in small businesses where one particularly dominant person, often someone that's been there a long time, um, can have everyone on a spiral trying to cater to their whims. And it's, yeah. it's it's interesting. An example that actually comes to mind from when I had my consulting business, and you'll laugh at this, Juliet, is I was, of course, wanting to keep my team happy. And um, I had a team member who could just tell she was off. She just wasn't her usual vibrant self. So I would put her in for a coffee and thought, I wonder what's going on here, assuming, of course, if, you know, she wanted a promotion, she wanted a pay rise, There was she hated one of the clients. And she broke down in tears at the coffee shopping store, which is always ideal. Oh, um, and what she wanted was to have Friday drinks because she missed the social connection that she used wow. to have in the corporate workplace. And yeah. my immediate re response and reaction was, no problems, let's do Friday drinks. I didn't want to start Friday drinks for the team. I had two young kids at home. Yes. <laughs> but the last thing I was want. in that trying <laughs> to please the people and if that's what was important to her, no worries, I could make that happen. Um, yeah. And it's, of course, that's not, it probably was just a symptom of, of what was really going on with her at the time. But, yes. you know, you don't yeah. have to change the way you do things and how you run your business to please everyone. No, and I think isn't it interesting when when we get into that mode, the problem is that we're then a bit like a pinball that just kind yes. of moves from one person's demands to the next person's and everybody's going to be equally dissatisfied in the end potentially Yes, um, or we are going to feel that we've been sort of railroaded on things. And, That's and exactly again, what I see play out actually with business yes. owners that I work with is they feel like they come to a point of resentment of yes. their team because yeah. they and their argument is but I've bent over backwards to give them everything they've ever asked for and created yeah. this and bought that and paid for this what they've done though yes. is, is create a rod for their own back and they start to feel hugely resentful once you're in that resentful mindset very challenging to get out of it too oh and see you know in a previous episode we talked about being assertive mm. and what you're describing is passive behavior yes where we let someone else make decisions basically mm -hmm. and then we feel resentful and unhappy about them because we didn't say what we needed and what was important for us yeah or we didn't simply yeah. say no I mean well, well yes just say no <laughs> Yes. And I know that's easy to say when we're, you know, chatting on a podcast because it seems simple and it is much more difficult when you're face-to-face -face with the person. But if you create an environment where all you do is say yes to everything because you feel responsible for oh. that happiness, 
you're just training your staff that no matter what they ask for, the answer yes. is yes. Well, and, this is, and they don't have to own anything at that point. Now their happiness is your responsibility. Yeah. Because you are responding to everything instead of being able to say to them, yeah, look, you, you guys get together whenever you like outside work, you know, mm-hmm. and if you want to organise Friday dreams, go for your lives. Yeah. You know, We're not doing it in like, the office and I'm not providing yeah, all the stuff. Yes, exactly. This idea that you have to then do it because that's something somebody needs. Mm. I think we do. We end up just sort of, oh, and you want, oh, and you want this and you want that. Oh, right, you know. Yes, um, and it's really challenging. And I think falling into the trap of feeling responsible for, for your employee's happiness or livelihood any of those things is it puts a massive emotional toll on you as the leader that's Mm. a huge burden to carry and I agree it's not your responsibility to carry that work is just one part of any employee's life and whilst yes you want them to be happy at work it's not your job to make them happy you have to create an environment where you don't make them unhappy but Mm. it's their happiness is not your responsibility and their happiness is tied into so many different things that work is never going to be the answer. No, isn't it interesting? But work is one place where they can sort of push the responsibility onto somewhere, someone else, whereas at home often there isn't that opportunity. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. But I think it, it's, it's looking for that deeper issue as well. Like the team member I was just talking about, what she was wanting was social connection. And it, yes. in hindsight and with experience, I can now see that she was missing social connection because she'd gone from a big city job to working locally because she had young kids. When you've got yeah. young kids, you often lose social connection. So her issue was social connection and she was looking for the workplace to solve it. But yep. that could have been solved in a million other ways that are not the responsibility of the workplace. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think this is this is the issue, is being able to talk about it in that way mm. is really important. Um, and being able to just sort of try and open that conversation up a bit more broadly mm. to say what do you think is the solution here? Yes. You know, so and, and if that's Friday drinks, well, how do you see that working? Mm. You know, so... Because I do think there's there is definitely um, <laughs> we can easily create create an environment where it all just gets dumped on the leader. Yeah, you know, yeah. here's my problem, take it on. Whether it's my happiness or um, you know my career or whatever it is, I want you to own it. And I think as leaders, we need to get better at being able to push that back to people to say, well, what do you see mm. as the solution? What are your plans? How do you want to do this? And you're right. I mean, it's so easy to say on a podcast. Yeah. And it's easy to say with experience. I think when yes. you're in the moment yes. um, and if this is a new experience, um, I think that's more difficult. And I, what I do see is that not just when we're new to leadership but sometimes just even new to a team and we're trying to work out mm. what is the culture and how does this all work, particularly if we've inherited a team that's, you know, already established. Yeah. Um, it can be easy to take on one or two things and suddenly you're being sort of given everybody's stuff to deal with. Yes, um, and it's interesting. I remember working with a leader a few years back. He was in charge of a really big team and he walked into a team. I knew this team and I knew what their problems were and he brilliantly spent the first three months just watching, 
not right. making decisions, not. And I asked him about it one day. I said, how have you so successfully done this? Because it could have gone very pear-shaped. Yeah. He said he follows the motto, seek first to understand. His door was open and he listened, but he didn't promise any solutions, any actions, yeah. because he needed to get the lay of the land. And yeah, interesting. I think that is a skill that he learnt throughout his career, obviously, mm. but it really served him well um, in that moment. And the other challenge that I see people face in terms of taking on things that are not their responsibility is the mental health piece recently. Yes. Uh, this probably started maybe four or five years ago, I think, and I had business owners come to me and say, I can't deal with any more conversations about their anxiety or their depression and they were taking that on and it was hours and hours outside of hours to counsel them, to try and support them. And we as business owners, and unless you run a counselling practice, we're not qualified counsellors or psychologists. <laughs> no. So we, we actually shouldn't be taking that on because we're not qualified to be taking it on. But I know that it's really hard as a leader to extract yourself from that conversation without seeming heartless or that you don't care and this is where putting in place structures like having an EAP, an employee assistance program, gives you a way to say, sorry, you're having that challenge. Our EAP is the solution for you. So having mm. some structures around you where you can remove yourself from being the solution can be really helpful as well. I think I, I agree. I think an EAP is difficult for a small business though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's another thing on top of everything else. Someone was telling me recently, and I'm not sure whether it has, it is now a thing, but certainly there was talk in Queensland of making directors of companies responsible for the mental health of the mm. people in the company, which to me is absurd because directors aren't even supposed to be involved in the day-to-day -day things. You know, a board is supposed to be a strategic yes. body. Um, but this idea that you make leaders responsible for the mental health of their people, I think is very problematic. I 1,000% um, agree with you and I think mm -hmm. there is a fine line between having a responsibility as the director of a business to provide a safe place that is Absolutely. free Absolutely. from danger yes. to being responsible for someone's mental health because you cannot, yes. you cannot be responsible for someone's entire mental health. It, it's just impossible. And actually, interestingly, we've seen this, to an extent come into play in relation to sexual harassment laws recently mm. where mm. there is now what they call a positive duty on employers to proactively prevent sexual harassment at work. Now, this extends to contractors, visitors, suppliers. It's not just employees. And yep. no longer is it acceptable to just have a policy that says we don't condone it and we'll deal with it if it happens and a process to deal with complaints. There is a strong obligation that will be you know, effectively managed at a corporate level by December of this year, that employers must proactively prevent sexual harassment at work. And it's very complicated and complex to do that. So, you know, if they yes. match that across to the mental health space, I, I would just, I can't imagine how they could do it. No, but but even that is difficult. huge. Yes. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And I think this is really interesting. Mm. Um, and I understand why it's being done but I think there's a whole role around personal responsibility 
Yeah, of it, it does appear like they're trying to create workplaces where no one takes personal responsibility at yes. a level, um, which is yes. that could be a whole other ranty episode. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on personal responsibility because I. <laughs> yes, but that's exactly what we're talking about here. You yes. are not responsible for your for what is your employee's personal responsibility, no, and exactly, yeah, you, I think so often we fall into the trap of feeling responsible and it's usually the nurturing types I find Um, a lot of allied health practice owners that I work with really struggle with this and the structures they put in place to support their teams are epic they're absolutely amazing but honestly absolutely you know extraordinary and expensive to do yes they feel this sense of responsibility I also think that nurturing types often mothers have the same issue yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? So it translates across from the family to yes. work and yeah. creating creating a work family in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, and I and think that's true that with family-owned businesses especially. I'll see, yeah. you know, let's say the wife in a, in a particular circumstance who might be responsible for, um, thinking of one of our members, responsible for all the ops and admin kind of stuff. Yeah. And she sort of translates this mothering approach over to her team. And Mm. it's like, that's not your responsibility to make sure that his car's got petrol in it or that um, he can get to work. That's his responsibility. You've got to stop making that your problem. So, yeah, I I see that kind of nurturing type. They, They really can fall into this very easily. And I think it's really problematic because if it goes wrong, it's easy for the employees to look at you as the leader and say, but it's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've you know. fixed this for 75 weeks now. Why can't you keep yes. fixing it now? Yeah, exactly. Why Why are you expecting me now to do something? Mm. So and it maps I, through to their work as well. When you start taking responsibility yeah. for their personal lives, they start yeah. expecting you to take responsibility for their productivity at work. So they're never going to come to you with a solution to a problem. They're only going to bring you problems because you've yeah. trained them that you're going to fix their problems. Yeah, and they don't need to come with a problem. They don't need to do that extra thinking and they don't need to own the solution because they're coming to you and you have a solution and so suddenly you are the owner of that solution. Mm. So you're taking away their accountability. And I I think, you know, it it flows through to so many issues in the workplace because how do you then ask them to do something difficult? Mm -hmm. How do you hold them accountable for performance? Mm -hmm when you're taking responsibility for the things that enable their performance. Yeah, it has a real snowball effect because mm. not only does it stop all of those things, it it stops people being innovative at work. They're never going to yes. come to you with, I've just had this great idea because they're not thinking about great ideas. So yeah. it is actually holding them back. You're, you're actually doing them a disservice by doing this because you're holding them back from reaching whatever capabilities they have. Well, I think you're holding the business back too. Absolutely. Because no one's bringing their whole self and their best self. Mm. If you're owning all of that problem solving, mm. they're just coming to work and doing a job, aren't they? Really? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's no good in it for anyone, is our message mm. yes. today. So let stuff go. And, and if you're in doubt, go back to the episode about assertiveness and have a go at some of that. <laughs> Um, At least saying no, that that in itself is an assertive strategy and that might be where you need to start and say, look, really sorry that's happening to you. Here's someone you might want to speak to or that's probably a problem to take to your GP or, um, 
maybe you want to consider joining a sporting team. <laughs> yes. And or how do you want to deal with it? Mm. You know, asking questions. I think it's so powerful mm. to keep going back with questions. Yes. Okay, well, we can certainly help in this way, but how would you see that working? Mm. Um, so, yeah, have you got a GP for a start? <laughs> and, yes, um, how would you feel about going and consulting with them? I think asking questions can be a, a really um, easy way to start shifting without feeling that you're just leaving people hanging out there, mm. but getting them to start owning whatever the answers are to the issues they're raising. Mm. And when they come up with their own answers too, of course they're always going to take those much more seriously and yes. take pride and ownership in those responses much more seriously. So yeah. it's actually feeding them to a much better outcome. It's so true. Yeah, they feel that sense of ownership. And so when they do feel better or things do succeed, they get all of that satisfaction that they're not getting if you feel like you're responsible for everything. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so, so it's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a good spot to end today's episode. Love, love it. Lovely to talk, Christy Lee. Thanks, Juliet. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.